Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However you listen to this podcast, I'm just thankful that you're listening. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on Earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some Blunt Business with your host, Core Concepts Incorporated, Eric Knudsen. Eric, thanks for joining us on Plug Business. Uh, thank you, Ari. Pleasure to be here. Hey, my pleasure. Really glad to have you on. I mean, God, there's so much being read, written about you. And the story from the beginning was fascinating. And, you know, again, we hear stories about how how people get into the industry and what's the ambition and what's the drive to get you in here. This story is definitely different. So, long story short, you were in the construction business based in your home of Boulder, Colorado. And this was in the mid-2000s, the Great Recession of 2008. The housing bubble came along. And then uh, you decided to go in to jump into the cannabis industry into beverages. And I don't, I'll give you a little chance to talk more about that. But now you've answered why you decided to create a cannabis soda. And fooddive.com asked you about this, which you were, got a couple of interviews. So I got a chance to read about what you said. You said this, quote, we were all just kind of brainstorming and looking at the market. I realized that at the end of the day, the two most commonly accepted forms of social adult interaction are drinking and smoking, and everybody else is on the smoking side. We saw a big market need for a beverage for a truly social way to have cannabis. So I want to know is, what made you think you can go from construction to creating cannabis-infused beverages? It's <laughs> a great question. Um, I think, you know, to, to really get the, the, the full breadth of that, you know, obviously with construction and then all that and in boulder uh cannabis was definitely prevalent throughout my entire life as well um you know being born and raised in boulder cannabis is always around so it was something that i definitely had a uh had a a long 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 lasting relationship with to to put it bluntly (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know that that's now now on the beverages side um 
as, as you stated, we, we saw a market need for it. Um, yeah, the beverage industry had always kind of interested me. Um, I actually graduated from the University of Colorado uh, Business School, took uh, a lot of marketing classes, did a number of uh, case studies. And one of the case studies I did while I was in business school was uh, Coca-Cola. And, you know, really, uh, really fascinated me how they had built the business. Um, yeah, I remember writing, writing a, a pretty large paper on it. And, you know, I just, there, there was something about it that came back when we were doing, uh, we, we, so give a little bit more background before we started the, uh, the, the drink, we actually founded one of the first dispensaries in Boulder, Colorado in, uh, October, 2009. And that's actually where we test marketed the, the sodas for the first time, um, was in that dispensary. Uh, needless to say, we got out of the retail business about four or five months later, hmm. but, uh, that was after, after we found that the, uh, the beverages had taken off. Um, my brother and co-founder, uh, basically self, self-taught engineer, Kelly, um, you know, the two of us essentially figured out how to, how to do a rudimentary extraction and infusion at the time, uh, that, that ended up working. Uh, we used soda stream machines and <laughs> you name it, man. <laughs> you your, your standard entrepreneurial start. We, uh, we started in our, in our kitchens at home, bounced back and forth, depending on, uh, whose, uh, whose wife was gone at the moment <laughs> now real quick question while you were you know you know before you got into the business you obviously we talked about how you were you know consuming canvas in some way shape or form were you working on anything in terms of any experimentation with uh how to infuse it into certain things beforehand i mean uh and in terms of how much um, did you consume it probably in a, on a on a basis where you got to the point to getting experimental or did you grow it yourself yeah, anything mean, like so- that no, we uh, so, like I said, being, being in Boulder, cannabis was, was pretty pretty prevalent in my life uh, from a very young age. Um, I'd say, I mean, I started smoking when I was probably 14, 13, yeah. um, no, 13, somewhere in there, seventh, eighth grade, and uh, it, it, it's it's played a major role in my life. And you know, but was, what, what, if, if what you do to experiment so, with it? If you did something like yeah, that early experiment, on, experimenting, experimenting wise, we, yeah, we definitely we we were making hash for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, as, as far as yeah, so the the, initial, the original hash method that we used in Boulder, and, and I think that most people are familiar with, is uh, cold water hash extraction. So we used the Dutch, Dutch method of, of extracting, utilizing uh, bubble bags. Um, did that prior to the industry as well. So we had experience, you know, making hash basically. Right. Um, I wanted to make you sure know, kind of make that across that it was not just where yeah. all of a sudden construction right in is that you were already as more of the hobby, you were really taking time to go ahead and get that craft and you got really good at it. So just, you know, from yeah, a, yeah. So, and then, yeah. So, and then homebrew kind uh, of with, with yeah. the beverages, the difficulty with the beverages when we, when we began infusing those, I mean, it's one thing to infuse a brownie or something like that, but with, with the beverages, obviously it's, you're talking about a, a, a lipid. So cannabis oil obviously is, is fat. Uh, it's, it's, it's an oil. Um, it does not mix well with water. And right. One of the big issues that we were we were running into is obviously we didn't want to use alcohol in the beverages. Um, so let's talk about that real quick. APF. I want to just make a point yeah. about that real quick, just to go through. Let's talk about the full product line real quick, and just kind of go into what yeah, you but, are working on right now as a total. So from that start, early start, breaking you know, uh, cold water hash. You've expanded with Keith Brands. The company has expanded beyond soda. Yeah. You do sparkling water, energy shots healthy juice blends and oils. You are now working with Syria Brewing Company, uh, which was formed by the former 
brewmaster of Blue Moon, Keith Phillips, who also interviewed here on uh, Cannabis Radio. And you manufacture and distribute non-alcoholic, which you just mentioned, THC-infused grain wave beer. So you got products now in California, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, overseas in Puerto Rico, Jamaica. Wow. You're planning to expand the Massachusetts, Oklahoma, Oregon, Washington. So you yep. are going through the whole process. You have built this line, and you've gone expanding into so many different beverages, going into beer, just like you said. Talk to me about how you're able to manage the expansion and how this cannabis component has caused any bumps in the road. And, and you know, first off, take me back to the uh, issue of not wanting to do non-alcoholic and the some of the decisions you've made building this product line out. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, one of, one of the big uh, driving factors that we discussed earlier, um, you know, throughout our entire process of, of building, building the Keith Brands line and building out our company has been providing people with an alternative uh, method of, of social interaction. Um, obviously, from a medical side, we all, we all know the benefits, uh, but I think we all saw the writing on the wall even when we started that, you know, this was, this was moving towards a, a, an adult use, you know, recreational type of environment. Yes. And, you know, for me, obviously the beverages were huge, um, you know, being, being so a social, you know, lubricant essentially of society for as long as it has. Um, I myself have had issues with, you know, with alcohol within my family and everything for, oh. for a long time. So, so really finding a, uh, an alternative, you know, to alcohol was, was a big deal for me. It, it, it hit a personal note and, you know, nobody wants to be at a party with their hands in their pockets. <laughs> but no, quick question, <laughs> because point, of, of the idea where, you know, and there have been people that kind of made the discussion, the argument about how, you know, replacing alcohol with THC instead and, and the amount that you can have, um, if it's any issues towards the kind of impairment that you have with it, or just really it still comes down to just responsibility. And I guess how you weighed that out. Yeah. It's, for me, it's all responsibility. You know, whether you're talking about alcohol, I mean, prescription pills, no matter what it is, it's, you know, every, everybody's got a responsibility to, to manage their intake of whatever substance it is. And, you know, obviously there, there are those that, that they cannot. And unfortunately, you know, they yeah. You know, addiction is addiction is real. Um, there, there's it's a real issue that, that people face and deal with, and families face and deal with. And you know, alcohol is probably the biggest culprit of them all. Um, that being said, I'm sad it's not going anywhere. Uh, now, from a dosing standpoint, the 10 million. This is highly debated. Yeah. <laughs> the 10 milligram number basically came out of thin air. Um, there was really no logic behind it um you know most most edibles in, in the medical market in colorado when it started in 2010 were dosed at about 100 milligrams uh, they're still dosed at 100 milligrams today um obviously that that dose is far too large for about 95 percent or more of 99 percent of the population probably um obviously from a medical standpoint it is, is definitely a therapeutic dose and, and you know most cancer patients that, that, that i know um, and, and other patients with severe pain or, or, you know, real nausea or any type of, you know, eating issue. That's, it's about where they are. But that being said, you're not going to take that as, as a brand new consumer. Um, the 10 milligram number was basically a distillation of that 100 milligram that everybody lobbied for and agreed upon back in 2011 um, and 12 when, when the, the draft rules and the initial rules surrounding the, um, Amendment 64 were being uh, put together uh, yeah. prior to its passing. So it, it has no basis in science, has no basis in, in 
in anything real. Um, my my take, in all reality, most I think most consumers, most new consumers of cannabis, myself included, really from an edible standpoint, I, I can smoke a lot more than I can eat. Um, yeah. it, it should be about. I, I like five milligrams. Um, you know, we we've made special batches of two and a half milligrams sparkling waters for private events where people can consume them like beer, basically where you can have four of them to get to 10 milligrams over the course of, you know, two hours. And, you know, you're not so blitz that you can't participate in the party. And I really see the, I see the dosage going down, not up um, from here in in most new markets, uh, definitely in in social settings. Um, You know, there's, there's there's nothing worse to get over, over uh, medicated. Yeah. I'm stuck, stuck right. in a couch party. Now, I noticed that the, the Green Wave beer, it's a Belgian-style white ale, and it's 10-ounce bottle, and it offers uh, 5 milligrams of THC to drinkers. But the one thing is, if it's anything like tastes like Blue Moon, it must be good. And I mean, obviously, really enjoy that with an orange slice on top. Had, I've had more of my share. Uh, now, oh, yeah. with that said, uh, when you've done any kind of tests, and I guess for your own self, when you've sampled Green Wave, Really, what it comes down to is, I mean, do you feel like this is something where the market could change things around once this is much more available and accessible? That this will feel, for, especially for those that are looking to just either want to just get away from alcohol uh, altogether or to have something that was um, a good replacement, a better vice to have, would be this kind of beer. Like, do you feel like um, the taste, the component, and how it makes you feel after the fact, does it? Do you feel like it just gives you a much better feeling, I guess, instead of what an alcoholic beverage would give you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Viseria, uh, in general, I mean, from a flavor profile, tastes exactly like Blue Moon. Um, not made nice. exactly. It's actually a little more, it's a little more citrusy. Um, oh, we did like yeah. it with, yeah, we infused it with, with, with more of the orange from the, from the bat. Now, it's mm-hmm. definitely not like a citrus IPA, but it, it is a very, very good beverage. Um, I, I've, I've used it personally to replace alcohol and, and at a number of parties already. Um, it is it is definitely meant to be a, an alcohol replacement. Um, and, I, and I see it I see it gaining steam in that direction. I think the big beer companies and alcohol companies are seeing it as well, uh, which has led to a number of massive investments into this industry, from the biggest investments obviously to date. Um, you know, the biggest one being from Constellation Brands into Canopy at, you know, yeah. about three and a half billion dollars U.S. So uh, it's got their attention as well. Um, one, one of the statistics that, that doesn't get quoted very often you know, is that basically since, since 2013, the implementation of Amendment 64, uh, we've seen a decrease in alcohol sales in Colorado of almost 15%. Wow. That's while the population has increased. So uh, every every big liquor company in the world is taking notice of that. Um, That's what trying to also some of those companies are trying to make their own right now. They're trying to get into that market themselves, yeah. so they see it. And I'll tell you, it's something to be said. Where you know, and I don't know why mainstream media likes to go ahead and attack Colorado. Oh, crimes are up. No, they're not. You know, oh, alcohol. It's like there's just certain things that just get misconstrued or they don't get reported at all. And you just made that point exactly. Now, yeah, Eric, well, there's, there's statistics statistics <laughs> and lies <laughs> more or less all, you, you can correlate just about anything yeah this is true well you can spin it around if you want yeah you can spin just about anything yeah, yeah. go work with your advocates you and figure out whatever you want it to be so eric i'm going to yeah. bring up a very important subject coming up on the other side of this break 
the long-standing extraction debate between THC distillate and BHO extraction. And I know you must know about this. And we're going to give a full explanation of this exact debate right here for folks on Blunt Business. I mean, if I can't give you a better tease to stick around. So take a minute to hear me out about the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Which some, we have some great things going on. The day before, on August 2nd, which is a Friday, we will have Bruce Clay, who is the expert SEO specialist. He's a person that coined the term search engine optimization. He will have a SEO workshop for those to participate in. A doctor's seminar, doctor's education. If you want to take the exam so that you can be one of those uh, medical marijuana licensed doctors, you can take the test if you like, or you can just listen in and find out if it's good for you. We'll also have a cultivator's workshop all on August 2nd. We'll have sessions Tracks full of digital marketing, legislation, advocacy, cannabis business, uh, medical research, uh, medical marijuana, all across the board. We'll have a full complement of tracks, a jam-packed show floor full of hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors from dispensaries to you know th- different product lines to advocacy to just everything you can think of under the sun. All the major dispensaries in Florida will be represented. We hope you'll join us August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency Hotel in downtown Miami. For the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, you can register right now at usccexpo.com. Thank you all for registering so early as well, getting in ahead of the early bird. I'm so thankful to see all those tickets being gobbled up right now, and we have lots left to go ahead and give out, but we want to make sure you get yours. So please heed this announcement. Go set up your plans to visit us in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Stay tuned for the big the discussion on THC Distillate versus BHO Extraction. We'll have that after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. 
Welcome back. I'm here with Eric Knudsen, the CEO of Keef Brands, K-E-E-F Brands, and a really interesting subject. One of the more one of the things I've been really looking forward to, because I was tipped off to this a few weeks ago on a previous episode of Blunt Business, uh, and I really thought that having that t- the opportunity when I knew I was going to talk to Eric today on the program. This was the discussion I definitely wanted to have. Somebody that's working on edibles and working on beverages in particular, this was important to me. So, first of all, Keith Brands uses a clean CO2-based method of isolating the full-spectrum terpenes and other volatiles from the cannabis plants without degrading their original chemical nature. Most other methods utilize heat, which can harm the compounds. Now, as I mentioned, we had the discussion where edibles were discussed, and I was introduced to the extraction debate between THC distillate versus BHO extraction, burnt hash oil. Now, according to Oxford Dictionaries, distillation is the action of purifying a liquid by a process of heating and cooling. And distillates are liquids that are the end result of this process. DHT, DA, THC distillate excuse me, is so pure, it doesn't even contain chlorophyll, it can reach up to 99% cannabinoid content, so it's as pure as you can get. Impurities such as pesticides and fungi residuals, plant fats, and waxes are all removed from the process. The process is much more complicated in BHO extraction. Now, in fact, labs make THC distillates from scratch. They have fully automated systems to do decarboxylation, winterization, fractionation, and short path distillation one after another. Butane hash oil, BHO, it's a type of concentrate made by extracting THC and terpenes from cannabis flowers or trim using butane, pressure, and heat. Now, now, I've explained that to the audience. Now, let's talk about this. Take me through the attention to detail that Keith Brands implements. What's your overall take of this extraction debate and the method of removing impurities from the flower? Absolutely. So I get, to give a little bit of background, just kind of from a qualification standpoint, uh, my, sure. my youngest brother and I, Kelly, who co-founded Keep with me, uh, also founded another business called Icewood Extraction Systems. Um, IES, we're based out of Boulder, Colorado as well. Um, we're one of the largest CO2 extraction manufacturers in the United States currently. Wow. So we, we actually manufacture large-scale equipment um, all the way from, you know, startup machines at five liters up to dual 200-liter uh, machines for you know automated for the, the hemp industry um, we actually started building butane machines originally so we have experience with both we've operated both butane and co2 extraction uh, technology for the last seven years um, oh, really eight, eight years from when we started with co2 and seven years with uh, butane um, so pretty well pretty familiar with with both methods um, uh, distillation can be done off either butane or CO2 extraction, um, but you're basically taking a raw extract and then and running it, as you said, through some method of, of isolation. Um, CO2 as, as a primary extraction method is probably the, 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 it is the. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The only one really that you can fraction um, out, out of the initial extraction from the plant material. Um, both ethanol and butane are single pass extractions from, from on the initial extraction, so you're going to get everything all at once. Whereas with CO2, you can isolate based on temperature and pressure and time um, different different molecules of the plant um, on your initial extraction passes. Uh, from a distillation standpoint, um, so for Keith brands, kind of bringing it back there, we chose CO2 extraction as, as a method in order to be able to to isolate out the cannabinoids from the terpenes upon initial extraction. Um, once, as you stated, once you get to the point of distillation, by nature you're using heat and pressure. And at that point, if there's terpenes still involved, you're going to be you're going to be damaging. You're going to be changing the chemical nature of, of the yeah. volatile. Um, so the primary volatiles in the cannabis plant are terpenes, terpenoids, and flavonoids, all three of which can be damaged using you under heat and pressure, um, especially heat. Pressure, not so much, but definitely heat. Uh, almost all distillation utilizes some form of heat, um, whereas CO2 extraction is, is usually done in, in extreme cold. Uh, we, we, we do a two-part CO2 extraction at Keith. Uh, basically, the first pass, we do a very low temperature and pressure. Um, that that's done in order to preserve the, the, the actual nature of the, the volatile. So like I said, the terpenes, the flavonoids, and the terpenoids. Uh, once that extraction is completed, we then run it through a second pass at a much higher temperature, not much higher temperature, but a much higher pressure. Um, and that, that's basically your, your subcritical CO2 extraction at about 1,300, 1,400 PSI. Uh, from there, we're, we're removing all the cannabinoids. We get a lot, fair amount of wax and fat, but not too much. Um, we, we, we believe in a slower, slower, longer cook. Um, to get it out, uh, so we, we wind up with about a 70 to 75 percent cannabinoid extract uh, post uh, terpene terpenoid flavonoid extract. So on the second pass, um, from there we take that and then we'll distill that down, utilizing short path distillation technology um, or white film, depending on which which facility we're at. Both of which result in the same product, which is basically a 90 percent, somewhere between you know 88 to 93 percent. Um, full spectrum cannabinoid distillate so by full spectrum cannabinoid you're talking basically all, all whatever whatever cannabinoids were in that initial extraction maintained uh, most of the waxes and fats are removed that chlorophyll is all removed during that process um, the reason we do a, lo a longer slower co2 extraction is so that we don't have to go through a winterization process which is actually the most the most um, timely and yeah. costly extraction from a time standpoint so we, we try to avoid that utilizing CO2, whereas with ethanol or, or any of those other single pass methods, you're going to wind up needing to, to, to winterize in, in some form because you are pulling so much more chlorophyll um, utilizing those techniques. So that's the primary reason we, we go with CO2 over butane or um, ethanol for edibles, especially that in, in order to separate out the terpenes and flavonoids and all that, it's very difficult to do with butane unless you're going to run it through a short path type of distillation. Uh, butane pulls everything all at once. Um, now, that said, I, I'm also a fan of butane extraction, and the, for certain products, it's, it's okay. what you want. You know, and most, most of it being smoking products. 
Uh, from an edible standpoint, I do not believe it's it's, it's a Correct. great methodology for for mm-hmm. edible infusion because it's it's it is very difficult unless unless you're looking for a full spectrum edible, um, which I do believe the market is is going to eventually move back towards, especially for for your cannoisseurs and, and those those of us that, that enjoy the flavor of cannabis. Um, I, I do see the edible industry hopefully embracing those flavonoids and terpenes and you know and, and terpenoids that, that that make cannabis cannabis. So it's an interesting, it's just an all interesting concept because number one, you know, from what, from the experts I talked to on the program here, they mentioned a lot of commercially available edibles are from distillate. And there's a point where you say where there's a time and a place for which extraction method you want to use, whether it's distillate or BHO. So that makes complete sense to me. I, I totally see the logic behind that. And most importantly, you know, when you're doing this together, it's not just you, you know, just trying to put some process together. You built machinery to make this work so you can do this efficiently and to do it properly so all those impurities are taken out. So that's very good to understand. And the one thing that was made mentioned by uh, what I mentioned on this as well is that one of the recommendations was made when it comes to buying the right edibles is to ask if they were done through distiller or BHO, which I thought was an interesting thing to ask for. But again, there's nothing better than a, than a very uh, researched and you know a, a, a very conscious consumer. And well read up. Yep. Well, I thought just very important to kind of mention that. So also makes you feel easier for those that are dispensing out to, to know exactly what you're looking for. That, you know, it's one of those things. It's just like if you're going to a store and you're asking for organic or gluten. It's the same idea. You want it to have a certain process because you know how well it's going to come out. It's just be much more natural. So that makes sense totally to me. How about the money when it comes to edibles? Let's talk about the numbers because, you know, ask yourself, why edibles? Well, I'll tell you why. In 2018, the cannabis edibles market was $2.3 billion. Hold that number for a second. That's according to figures by market research firm The Brightfield Group. By 2022, it's expected to be $5.3 billion, including medical and adult use. Now, for hemp CBD edibles, it's $100.2 million, expected to reach $4.9 billion by 2022. So it's a lot of money there, Eric. Uh, now, how do you see edibles in the pecking order of cannabis consumption versus vaping a flower? I've been reading a lot of different research and having a lot of people in the program talking about, depending on the market, depending on you know what kind of uh, uh, demographic you're going after, how are edibles being looked at for the focus of customer demand when you have everything else that's available on a store shelf? Well, I, I think, you know, just, just based on, you know, the, the real numbers and when you look at market data, edibles are definitely increasing and have been increasing, you know, ever, ever since the advent of, of, of regulated cannabis. Um, you know, I think with the, the stigma around smoking in general at this point, um, whether it's smoking cannabis, smoking cigarettes, wh- whatever it may be, um, we're, we're going to continue to see a rise in, in, in other methodologies of consumption. Um, especially with the the onset of, of uh, social adult use um, bills, and then you know social use in general. Um, you know, we we have a bill in Colorado right now that that basically is, is about to legalize social use clubs. Um, you know, creating uh, Amsterdam coffee shop like yeah. um, operations all across the state. Long time coming, uh, by the way. Yeah. So, Long time coming. Now, that being said, those operations are going to have to operate under the same rules and regulations as all other indoor establishments in Colorado, which is the Colorado Clean Air Safety Act, uh, which basically says you cannot smoke inside. So, 
you know, with that and that those, those, those type of laws sit across the country as well. Um, it's, it's smoking, smoking on a whole is, is decreasing. Um, this current generation that's coming up does smoking cigarettes at a far lower rate than any other generation and smoking flour at a lower rate than any other generation. Yes. Um, and that is the new consumer. So I, I, I do see edibles continuing to gain traction and steam. Um, I think the social edibles like the beverages, uh, like I said, with, with the onset of, of these type of, you know, social clubs are going to also begin to, to increase in um, both availability and, and use. Um, so it's, it's a pretty exciting time to be in the edibles industry. Um, you know, for us, it's, it's been a long time coming on the social use side. We're very excited about it. Um, you know, I, I think vaping also, obviously, you know, which, which we, we produce a number of award-winning vape pens. Um, it, it will, will also continue to, to, to grow in, in both popularity and use, uh, for the same reasons. Yeah. It's amazing. All that's going on now where you have. It, the market definitely is changing, and I feel like, and I, I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot, you know, support the argument, but I really do feel like flour takes a back seat. It's just it's being more used as the product to create other products more than it is standalone, because I think people don't want to go through the trouble cleaning glass, going to the you know proper care and uh, taking care of what they need to do to make sure, you know, just even going through the process of rolling and just when the products are already pre-made and ready to consume instead of going through the trouble and preparing it. I mean, yes, people are going to still have that, but I think younger consumers and those that are adapting into the culture and adapting into the products, they're going to want vaping or edibles. I think it's just much easier to ease. There's more people to go ahead and take into it and have it for the first time compared to anything else. And I could see it absolutely that way. But now there are you know naysayers out there that are kind of putting out there and of course i thump against mainstream media and i thump for anybody any kind of publications that unless they give proper context or at least you know when things are being talked about in terms of anything when it comes to cannabis or hemp i just i have to go after it but here's what happens here webmd put out an article waving a red flag against edibles they cited some stats about the edibles market which i will not talk about here but uh, one of the people they talked about that was uh, from the space was a general counsel for the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, Jonathan Miller. He made this point about this story. Until edibles get the blessing of the FDA, buyers can do their own research before buying CBD edibles. edibles. If you're looking for CBD from hemp, make sure on the package it is hemp and it doesn't have high levels of THC unless that is what you're looking for. He also said, quote, there are lots of fake products. Sometimes they don't have any CBD in them. Other times they have more THC than is allowed in hemp products. And I can imagine that some of the people that, you know, where the black market is also very much rampant. There's a presence that raises these kind of flags. So talk about these issues and how you've been able to handle those. Obviously, you have experience, you know, just growing up in the, you know, using cannabis itself and, you know, doing extracts yourself. So what do you see about those kind of uh, red flags? I mean, they warranted. How do you feel about it? Well, you know, I, I think, like as, as we discussed earlier, with anything, people have a responsibility to consume appropriately. Um, you know, right. I, I, in addition to that, and that's kind of further qualify that, I think all of us have had a bad experience with an edible before. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know many people that don't have the college brownie story, you know, where, where they, you know, anybody's got around and, and cooked up a batch of, of, of cannabis brownies and over-medicated themselves. Um, it's easy to do, and you know it's it's why regulation is is appropriate and necessary in in this part of the industry. 
Um, that being said, I think there's a lot of misinformation running around out there about, about edibles in general um, and definitely about the dangers of edibles. Uh, as a, you know, most people actually don't know, <laughs> most information out there, cannabis is, is non-toxic, which means there is no known level of toxicity that will kill a human being directly from the consumption of cannabis. It does not kill you. It does not does not work in that part of the brain. It shuts down the respiratory system or the heart. Mm-hmm. So unlike opioids and, and other narcotics, uh, there is no possible way to overdose on it unless you overconsume the raw flour to the point that your stomach bursts. So no matter how high you get, unless you have a pre-existing medical condition, like this article talks about somebody yeah. that has an 80-year-old guy with a heart condition, probably shouldn't be eating 100 milligram sativa edibles. Thank you. And he also probably shouldn't be, you know, doing cocaine or huh. running upstairs or doing a number of other things that, right. that people do. <laughs> so, yeah, and then some people just need to be, again, it's lot, accountable. It's, really, it's the word for yeah. everything to say. So we're here with Eric Nussen, CEO of Keith Brands. What a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking a few things that we wanted to point out. So I want to talk about Keith Brands in general when we come back from the break. So please stick around, folks. More with Eric Nussen here on Blunt Business after this rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business educate empower and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry join thousands of industry professionals on august 3rd and 4th in miami florida for the return of the u.s cannabis conference and expo register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com that's usccexpo.com Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with final questions for Eric Nelson, the CEO of Keith Brands, K-E-E-F Brands.com. And while we go through this uh, section of the show, make sure to go look at the website, K-E-E-F Brands.com. So many different products to choose from, uh, from vape pens to colas to sparkling water to shots, pods. So much is going on here. We'll talk about that in just a second. But one of the things that was just mentioned that recently... Westward, which is a major Denver publication or Colorado publication, uh, you won a Reader's Choice Award for Best Edibles Company. Congratulations. How does it feel to get that distinction from your hometown? Uh, it, it, it was, it was a, a, an amazing um, accomplishment for our team. 
you know, I think we, we've worked very hard to, to, to be not only not only produce good, good products, but to be a good company. And for that to, to come out, especially being a reader's choice, you know, from, from the general public, um, it, it meant a lot for our whole team. Um, it really did. I can't, can't tell you how excited we all were about it. So it was, it was a very cool um, nomination to begin with and then obviously achievement to, to win it. So we're, we're, we're very proud of it. Yeah, Very a lot proud of peers. Of for being able to do that. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of peers within your space that get a chance. To, I mean, that's a, real, a lot of respect there when it comes from the people of Colorado, those that are within the space that enjoy your products and that the readers pointed out. Really good stuff. Now, I want to go ahead and talk about the lineup of products. Take a couple, take a minute or two, talk to our listeners, and let them know about you know the full product line of brands and just take a few, take a few minute or two to go ahead and talk about the products and let us know more about what Keith is all about. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as we discussed earlier, we, we started with sodas. Um, so basically your traditional traditional sodas back in 2010, um, the you know, colas, root beers, all of that. Um, we, we sold those primarily for the first about year um, and then launched a, a, a smaller um, product uh, similar to a five-hour energy style shot, uh, two-ounce and then four-ounce product. Uh, from there, uh, we, we launched the first cannabis energy drink in 2012 called flow energy uh flow is basically a sativa infused um cannabis energy drink that my brother and i formulated from scratch using agave instead of sugar all natural ingredients um in 2016 17 we launched uh the first cannabis infused sparkling waters uh basically zero zero cal full zero calorie adult beverage I uh, wanted one of the only kind on the market. So, uh, very, been very, very happy with that product. It's actually one I probably consume the most. Um, then in 2018, last year, we launched our, uh, our, our largest product, um, basically our, our highest milligrams of 100 milligram, uh, multi serving product called Keef Life and Keef Shots, which basically is a dosable, um, type of edible beverage that, that can be, you know, infused to other products or, or taken as a whole for, for those consumers that we talked about earlier that, that need a higher dose, which, you know, and there are there are still a large number of consumers out there that they want that 100 milligram dose. Um, we've got a, a whole new line of products obviously coming out around the alcohol or non-alcoholic side. Um, the first one that, you know, we co-launched with was Seria, uh, with Keith Via and, and the team over there, uh, yeah. Greenwave. We're very excited about that product. It's, it's had tremendous market uh, acceptance so far in Colorado. I think we're about 50% of the dispensaries with it. Um, we're about to launch on Cinco de Mayo uh, the Key Farida and the Key Mojito. <laughs> so basically, uh, both in the single serving and in the multi dust form, it'll be the first cannabis um, only non alcoholic mar- margarita and mojito. So um, wow. we're, we're very excited about those two products. Um, obviously, coming out for Cinco de Mayo, um, it's, 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 it should be pretty cool. I also see the vape uh, pens. You've got oil sticks, key sticks. There's either full spectrum CO2. You also have TC pens available in hybrid, indica, sativa. I love the sticks. I actually like, love the look of that stainless steel silver, that real nice sleek shape to all those products. I love that, too. So available in all, so all the areas that you sell your products. I like that as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. and that's been once again. I mean, the experience that we did in extraction it was kind of a 
it was an easy transition for us to start manufacturing pens. We actually launched the, the original oil stick line in 2013, and we're one of the first CO2 extraction um, and vape pen companies in Colorado yeah. uh, back then. So we've got a lot of experience making them, and I think they're great products. We have both full-spectrum, non-distillate, all the way to distillate products, so pretty much anything for anybody. All those lucky people, Arizona, California, Colorado, Michigan, Nevada, Puerto Rico, Jamaica. Man, I hope it gets to Florida someday because I'd like to go and get some people tipped off to what you guys have. I guess it looks like some great products. And uh, really, I do. Ha- I really have enjoyed having our conversation, Eric. It's been really fun. And uh, real quickly, if you have uh, questions, queries, uh, anything about any past guests or anything we should be talking about here on Bump Business, by all means, reach out and email the show at brasco b-r-a-s-c-o at cannabisradio.com b-r-a-s-c-o at cannabisradio.com thanks for joining us folks you can download past episodes of blunt business by going to cannabisradio.com and uh, by all means remember please rate and review on apple Podcasts. subscribe to the show there leave us a five-star rating we'll really appreciate it and also find the show on google podcasts stitcher spotify speaker and iHeartRadio. thank you for listening The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.